Welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast. I'm Cody Fields, president of the Nosemister family of guitar effects. You can check us out at westminstereffects.com. Make sure you join the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. Uh, Bradley is not here today, apparently hanging out with Ooh. his wife for his birthday or something. Uh, but instead, we finally have back, we'll get to you in a second, yep. but via the internet, finally back after an extended hiatus. <laughs> Making snide comments in the background. Ladies and gentlemen, this is John Ross, <laughs> Westminster Effects artist and church nerd from Lincoln, Nebraska. And our, I guess, guest host... I don't know, whatever you call it. Repeat guest to the program is one Stan Fields, also known as Padre in my corner of the world. That's true. That's true. So hi. you guys today. So Uh, am I the first repeat guest you've ever had? Yes, actually. I'm very honored. Hear that, There's folks? No Cody's dad is literally the only person who's ever who, who's come back on the show. Like, <laughs> I was just looking for free room and board in South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> so, John, what did you do in church yesterday? Uh, so it was Palm Sunday. Um, and Palm Sunday, for those of you who don't celebrate it, is uh, a is Sunday. the week that- everybody skips church before Easter. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Maybe, maybe all down there, but uh, you know, you're probably right. Pretty much everywhere. Anyways, Palm Sunday is the uh, is the Sunday preceding Easter. It's the uh, uh, traditionally recognized as the kickoff to Holy Week, where we celebrate and study and um, and recall uh, the triumphant entry of Christ into Jerusalem. Um, usually in uh, in uh, a, a lot of churches that that do observe this, uh, you have the kids waving the palm branches and, and whatever, singing Hosanna, loud Hosanna, or something like that. Um, that happened. That happened at our not okay. Lutheran church as well. So excellent, excellent. There were, there um, were real palm branches, though. They were also true. They were paper. Yeah, they were paper. You and know what? We, members, so. we did this. We did the same thing. We did the same thing this year with like, uh, um, I want to say paper mache, but that's not right. It was like uh, streamer. (laughs) That could hurt. Yeah, it was it was like streamer palm branches that they made. The entire Sunday school came during the 930 service. And instead of uh, one of the more traditional hymns, we have our own tradition in uh, in 211 where we will sing um, uh, Matt Mars, uh, prepare you the way of the Lord. Which is a really ah. cool kind of lo-fi punk sort of sort of thing, at least the way we do it. And uh, yeah, so that was really cool. Absolutely, um, one of my favorite songs in our entire repertoire. We only do it once a year. I was on rhythm guitar this week, um, so I could enjoy it and not have to be overly technical, because um, there is a difference between competent and technical. I think um, that's true. That's very and- true. Uh, yeah, so that was a, uh, that was a great time. I always look forward to that, uh, every year. As far as the message, we wrapped up our series on the red letter challenge, uh, which I introduced probably the last time I was on, uh, the show, which pretty sure was the beginning of Lent. And here we are at the end. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I suppose you could say you, you gave up I, the podcast, I gave up Lent. the podcast for Lent and gosh, darn it. I stuck to that. Uh, all ye observe my piety and zeal, um, <laughs> and and there go there go the dogs. If and the dogs, we're at we're at my house, and the giant dog is in his crate, so he doesn't tackle my mom with her back issues 
because he's 100 pounds, so he likes to give hugs. And that also riles up our tiny dog who owns the world and you're just paying rent. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, at Rez, normally I would ask, hey, Bradley, what did you preach on? Because I didn't pay attention or whatever. Um, and it also threw me off that I didn't play yesterday, but Wifey played bass. Um, but Padre, you preached at Rez this week. I did. I did. Oh, so God. No, it wasn't the about right the Reverend Stan Fields in our it's, midst. It's the, it's the high and mighty Reverend Pastor Stan mm. Humble to you. Ah, yes. Right. <laughs> uh, no, my my apologies is. for the oversight. You are <laughs> quite all right. Your righteousness. <laughs> no, we we'd, uh, we I I did I, I guess it was what you would call preach. Yeah, uh, is yeah. that what I did? Why not? Um, it was it was kind of a. Uh, combination sermon testimony kind of thing of the of the issues that uh, have been plaguing me over. Well, we had the podcast earlier yep. that, about uh, about the cancer thing and and what God's been doing through that. So talk through that, and uh, uh, it seemed to have been well received. I, I, there were I, some people who got pretty wrecked. Yeah. So uh, you know that was the point is to wreck yep. people. Yeah. And. Uh, Thought it went, thought it went pretty well. I, I don't know what you want me to expound on, but there'll be there'll be video and podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll post we'll <laughs> for, post links in the show ones. notes for those Excellent. those of you interested, and we'll even relink back to the episode where you came on, and you were what two weeks post kidney cancer, two or three yeah, post kidney surgery, surgery at that point. Yeah. Um, well, since then you've had your surgery to remove the stone. Right. Yes. That was that was that, before that happened. That is true. Uh, this, yeah, and that was a that was a curious story in itself. In that uh, the uh, the surgeon goes in lithoscopically and is going to remove the stones. Interesting story, John. Um, at least I think so because it happened to me. Um, but uh, there's so they've got X-ray thing going so they can see the stones in the kidney. Uh, but he's gone in with a camera and he doesn't see stones. And so he's got a partner in the room with him, and he sees this little area. He said it looked like cellophane. He's never seen anything like this before. Looked like cellophane. And he says, I think they're behind that. And his partner was like, I wouldn't cut that. You're cutting kidney. And he's like, no, watch this. And he lasers that thing open, and it was like a Ziploc bag. All the stones were, like, contained. Because one of the big concerns was if the stones break loose and try to come out with only one kidney and they block the drainage yeah. tube, yeah, you're yeah, immediately yeah. in renal failure. And that was a big issue. So oh, yeah, I've, was, done, I've done plumbing before. I get it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So <laughs> so there was no chance at all that any of that could have happened. And he said he had never seen anything like that before. This, is a, Mayo this is a Mayo Clinic urologist who's done tons of these surgeries before, and he's never seen that. That's incredible. So uh, that just goes to show if you're going to eat Kraft Singles, make sure you eat the plastic on. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Well, Stan, that's awesome. Um, uh, so, anyway, I, so I am I am glad to be in the midst of a medical enigma uh, that you seem to, uh, <laughs> seem to be an anomaly wrapped in an enigma. In an, in, in an enigma. It's easy for me easy to say, for you right? To say, that's right.
So I guess that brings us to our our topic this week, which we actually had a request when we uh, when I made the post for hey, give us your listener questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're gonna we I was already planning on making this the topic today, and that's the Instagram account Preachers and Sneakers. Uh, it's kind of taken the social media world by storm. Dude's already up to 134,000 followers wow. in 28 posts. Uh, it's it started basically. This guy is into like he collects sneakers apparently, um, and there's a large secondhand market. Uh, typically not used as far as I'm aware, but people will buy limited edition sneakers, basketball shoes, whatever, and then flip them in the secondhand market. And it can get pretty pricey. So he's got at least the picture of the preacher, very high profile. Yes, dogs, we understand you're in distress. Um, They want sneakers. So, yeah, they, they want some of these Air Jordan 1 retros or whatever. God, that's going to drive me crazy for the next 40 minutes. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so pictures of these famous preachers with these shoes and next to it, the going rate on a on the most popular sneaker resale site. So they, you know, in all fairness, they may have bought them at retail, uh, but you have, let's see, this one is uh, Stephen Furtick wearing the Nike Air Presto. Uh, last sale of that one was $637. Uh, John Gray in the Air Yeezy 2. Last sale of that was $5,600. Uh, but $5,600 for those yes. who lack, uh, lack the... Uh, yeah, so we yeah. got uh, Ron Carpenter with $1,100. And then... You also have some stuff where it just shows the outright retail price of uh, Chad Veach's Gucci Traxedo pants, which cost $795, uh, as well as his luggage, which cost near nearly $2,000. Judah Smith and Gucci pants that cost almost $1,000, and his wife wearing a tank top from Gucci that cost nearly $500. That looks uh, atrocious. It I does look that. atrocious. Uh, like, for real? <laughs> but but uh, anyway, the, the point of this is not to simply rip on people who may or may not uh, be of sound doctrine and teaching, uh, but it's really to kind of spur on the conversation of, well, should we be flashy in our in our appearance in our presentation of ourselves or should we exercise modesty uh because it seems uh by and large especially when you start talking about the likes of john gray and ron carpenter and uh uh who's this guy with the 400 dollar gucci belt uh david crank like those are all renowned word of faith prosperity preachers yeah um so is is that really just like a statement of their success and their level of faith? Like, is is that what they're going for or what? Mm. I have a couple of thoughts on this. Sure. And yeah. The first thought is, for me, I, I'm just not in this world. So right. to see Stephen Furtick wearing these shoes or John Gray wearing these shoes, I would never know what, mm-hmm. what that stuff costs. I just, I just wouldn't um, unless I saw this post. Yep. So 
you know, if some dude wants to wear a black suit with red sneakers, that's 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 one faux pas in my own mind. Right? <laughs> yes. It's not, uh, it's not it's not the price of anything because I just, I just don't know. Right. Yeah. However, I would think that if you really believe, I mean, this is this is just the natural progression of word of faith, right? Because yep. if you have enough faith, you you know you get material blessings, quote unquote, promoted. Exactly, and and if you're going to get quote quote unquote promoted, then why wouldn't you wear? atrocious outfits that cost a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> and drive crazy cars and live in enormous houses and fly, you know, private jets. And, and you know, that's, that's the part that I was going to bring up the, um, the private jet part, you know, Kenneth Copeland, um, uh, probably I can rip on the, him all day. Let's do that. Oh, yes. well, yeah. I mean, probably one of the granddaddies of, uh, of this word. Literal granddaddies. Along with, like, Peter Popov and, and that crew. Um, like, the old school, like, late night television when we were growing up sort of, uh, um, sort of word of faith preachers. Um, that would travel around and bamboozle people out of their money. Uh, hashtag monorail. Instead of... Uh, uh, go and have their own church, you know. Uh, well, you know, Copeland is, has gotten a lot of flack, rightfully so, for having, you know, I think he has like two different private jets um, paid for completely by, you know, people who have funded his, his uh, uh, quote, crusade. Now, I wouldn't necessarily think that the target demographic for, for people like um, you know, Furtick, um, who does have a lot of strong points. I, I'm not picking on Furtick specifically. It's just because sure. I know his name, right? Um, like the, the target demographic for this for this crew, it would seem, is is the younger people who do, unlike us, understand by sight how much this stuff costs, right? Like like if I see a brand new F-150 driving down the street, I know how much that costs. Right. Yep. Um, you know, it, it, it's just, you know, some people know how much a new MacBook Pro costs. Some people or, know. Or like how John Gray bought his wife that $200,000 Lamborghini, I guess it was. Yeah. Like everybody <laughs> knows Lamborghinis are atrociously expensive. Yeah, they are, yeah they're, not, they're not cheap. And, you know, I think, I think it's a demographic thing is that, you know, you're, you know, maybe you're trying to, uh, emulate or uh, reflect uh, the culture of the people you're trying to reach, regardless of what that message may be. Um, I mean, there's there's multiple uh, trustworthy sources. Uh, one of which I mentioned on the show before is the uh, the Unstuck Church um, by uh, with Tony Morgan. There's an organization, and, and essentially what it says is the platform or whoever is is serving on the stage, the platform, the chancellery, whatever it may be. Um, we should strive for that to reflect the whole of the demographic that we're going for. Now, if that's if we're going for a mixed demographic, then you know we should strive to have young and old and and uh, whatever you know on on the platform. And that's not to say that we forego you know others of of different talent or different gift sets, but you know it's a goal, right? And I I wonder if if maybe this whole thing started. Uh, not because the shoes are particularly, you know, cool looking. Other, other, you know, of course that's that's kind of the trend, the style right now. 
Mm-hmm. But maybe it's just like, hey, this is something that people are drawn to. Um, unfortunately, if that is the case, I, I, I don't think it's too redeeming because they're drawn to it because of partially the value. And I mean, I've got a I've got a friend at church who wears sneakers of similar style, but I guarantee you, he's not paying those prices. Right, um, he's getting them at retail. Oh, oh, he's getting them below retail because he works at Buckle, you know, and so he's... Oh, there you go. (laughs) So so he's he's getting them at like 5% above cost. Um, And, you know, it's it's not these like, it's not like the Yeezys and whatever those are, you know, it's all that stuff. You know, it's it's not the super high-end stuff, but it has that look. So, I don't know. Um, It's difficult for me to kind of talk about this because i'm not into the whole sneakers thing i mean i got a pair of dudes i got a pair of k-swiss and that's pretty much what i wear and i don't i don't get the whole thing but one thing i do understand is i do understand guitars and yes. i was definitely planning on bringing that around oh i know i saw it in the show notes so i just took the uh the second <laughs> stealing my thunder you can't you can't have the clever segues all the time and so <laughs> No, my so, job is the cheesy segues. The cheesy you know segues. That's right. I but Bradley's not here to groan too. at it, so. Yeah. Whatever. Good point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand the, the sneaker game. I do, or, or the designer clothes game. I, I just don't. But I do understand the guitar world. And I am guilty of that so bad. Not presently. And, and praise God that I'm not. But in the past, oh man, like I was never happy with what I had, not because it didn't play well, but because of what it said it on the headstock or what it oh, looked sure. like, you know? Um, so I, uh, I must uh, insert a bit, a little disclaimer here. I've got some like allergy thing, like pollen bomb 2019 going on here. So I'm going to let you <laughs> take the next minute or so while I uh, recover. So go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for investing in an instrument that will last decades, right? right. Like, there's definitely something to be said there uh, where, you know, like, the, the highest the highest retail value instrument I own is a PRS CE24, and it retailed. I did not get it retail. I definitely got it used because I'm not dropping two thousand dollars on a brand new guitar. Uh, I think I got it for like eleven, twelve hundred. I'm not letting that thing go like ever. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I say that now, but really? uh, but that thing can last for a long time, as opposed to shoes and clothing which are going to wear out in a year or two, yeah. uh, depending on how rough you are with them. I go through shoes like every six months because I, I, mean, I, I buy one pair and I kill them. I mean, let's be honest. Even if the guitar does get, quote, worn out, that makes it more expensive. I mean, you know, the whole relic thing, right? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, there's, right. There's no market for relic shoes. If they do, Goodwill's got the got that market cornered. Right. But at, at, relic the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, uh, my my mentality could be, man, I'm going to look awesome at this thing. Yeah. You know, like, and and even whether it's at church or in the music scene, you know, there is a certain amount of judgment, particularly in the music scene of that guy is playing whatever guitar, whatever amp, this is about to sound awesome just by the brand recognition. And Mm -hmm. of course I've, I've seen guys play 
thousand dollar guitars through two thousand dollar amps and it sound like a fart uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't know what they were doing sorry that yeah. was me <laughs> but yeah i think i think ultimately we have to kind of root it in first peter three where uh well while it's true that peter's specifically addressing wives he says don't let your adorning be external the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves. So, first off, you should be concerned about the internal, right? Yeah. And then that ends up working itself out externally, primarily in good works, right? It shouldn't just be, hey, look at me and all the favor that God has given me. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to wear some Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back to the, I mean, uh, you know, back to the, the point that, you know, good works is a, uh, a reflection of that internal change. It is the result of saving faith. It is the result, um, you know, of, uh, of salvation is is good works um and i i think that anybody should be concerned especially in the context of church or, or worship if if we're letting things like appearance or uh or possessions or, or whatever if we're letting something that we want to convey an idea or a concept or a thought that we want other people to have about us if we're letting that uh, take a higher priority than giving glory to God and helping to instruct and lead his people uh, to uh, to witness that glory, to testify about that glory. If, if, if our own agenda, whatever it may be, guitars or shoes or whatever, he's taking priority over that, um, then I think those words from Peter are for us. Yeah. You know, if that's if, if that's our thought process, then then we need to not concern ourselves with the, you know, with the braiding of hair or the name on the headstock. You know, that's that's an important thing. And it's something I think a lot of us struggle with. So the three of us or or anyone out there listening, I mean, how many of us have have looked at um I mean, there okay, so for the audience here, there's a lot of people who recognize Brandon Bagby. Um, you know, he guitars for Mandisa, former guitars for Audio Adrenaline. I mean, how many of us, you know, see his awesome gear and think, man, he's, he's super well off. I could do that because look at all this awesome gear he has. And, you know, if, if you follow him, if you interact with him, you know, that's not the case. And he's very open about that. You know, his gear for him is a tool. It's not uh, a sign of, you know, what he has. You know, or, yep. you know, his wealth. It is literally these are the tools that he has chosen to accomplish his work. Right. And, you know, he's and so we're not saying that, you know, a four thousand dollar Duesenberg is which is they do play sweet. Mm. <laughs> There's something to be said for that. Yes. But I mean, we're not saying that a, a four a four thousand dollar Duesenberg or whatever it may be is 
not is something bad to have. I think it's what's the point of having it? Are you having it because you like the the shiny silver D on the upper bout of the instrument to let all the other guitarists who are you know in the know know that you got cash, bro? Um, or just because for cash. what you wanted, you did have cash. <laughs> that's that's a um, great point. You yeah. Have and then you've you know, got a second mortgage for right, it. Right. Yeah, no joke. Like, I think, you know, we're not, we're not saying that it's the stuff that's the problem. It's how are we approaching the stuff? I mean, we, we talk about, um, you know, when Jesus taught about money. You know, it's not money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. You know, no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate one and love the other or you'll despise one and uh, and cling to the other and you know it's it, it's very much a heart issue and what are we trying to do with what we have on our feet in our hands and i mean i think everyone struggles with this in in their own way and i'm going to turn it back over to you because my head is filling up again <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think there's uh there's something to be said in in the presentation of it um you know like rig picks i don't i I like getting rig picks because that provides me social media and advertising content. Um, some of these yeah, you don't have to go out and take your own pictures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some of these uh, preachers and sneakers posts are, you know, they're kind of candid shots. Yeah. Others of them are very obviously set up mm-hmm. where, you know, it could be that w- with all the myriad problems I have with Ron Carpenter, um, like dude's a nutcase, but this particular picture is simply him walking across the stage with a quote, yeah. uh, as opposed to the Chad Veach one where he's posing and stuff <laughs> yeah, is exactly. clearly set up in a way to be like, I got, got this Gucci luggage and these mm-hmm. Gucci pants. And between the two, he's dropping nearly three grand or at least sure. three grand in value, whether oh, yeah. it was Veach or not. I know, I think it was Veach who actually DM'd this guy and said, Hey, this was all a gift. Well, you're still flaunting your Gucci pants. Yeah. (laughs) I I think we're on the same page here. When, when we, when we say that, uh, we're not necessarily calling these people out for wearing the expensive stuff. It is entirely possible because regardless of their teachings, God has blessed them with wealth. Um, and raining on the just and the unjust and exactly it is entirely possible the, the heretics that, and the not heretics oh for sure <laughs> there, there we go there's the sound bite um it's entirely possible that that four thousand dollar pair of jordans or whatever was just the most comfortable shoes for some sort of skeletal issue that this guy has you know i don't know um I, I I don't want to turn this into a judge fest. You know that's right. that's the you know, that's that's not what that, I think. That's not the point here. Yeah. The point is is what are you seeking to communicate with the choices that you make? Yep. And 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 that's that's really the heart of it. I mean, we're not saying gear picks are bad. You know, we're not saying that. Send your gear picks to Cody, preferably with tons of uh, of, of Noseminster gear on board. Lots um, of it. Lots Give me it. your money. Hashtag buy pedals. <laughs> and then I can buy Gucci pants. 
There we go. Dude, I don't want to see you in Gucci pants. I will personally beat you up. Hashtag, hashtag buy Cody some Gucci pants. I, I don't know, Cody. I, I mean, your your wifey was was flaunting some flaunting some wealth on the Instagram the other day herself. That, yeah, with that Pose sweet seven year old used car we got, which yeah. is we're we're pretty stoked about it. It is nice. Uh, was that a her, was that a was that a Camry? It was yes, Ooh, and it yes. matches her hair. Her uh, yeah. <laughs> it does. Yes, we've talked about this. Back, back seat times. is very comfortable, John. By the way, I rode in the back seat yesterday. Excellent. Uh, Pam rode in the front seat, and she was not as comfortable because Cody was driving. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> she my, only uh, yelped a couple times. Though, only so. a couple times. Yeah, see, I don't go to the chiropractor because I drive a 1997 Ford F250. And I get an adjustment every time I drive to work. There you go. But yeah, her uh, her 07 Accord uh, kicked the bucket on us, blew a head gasket and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it just yeah. wasn't worth it. So um, the the one, I mean, most everything is an upgrade, obviously, because it's five years newer. But uh, the one downgrade is it doesn't have the butt warmers in the seats like mm. the Accord did. So that's our one disappointment. We might have to get some aftermarket butt warmers. Well, Check your uh, heart, bro. Check your yeah. heart. You just didn't have enough faith. You just didn't have enough faith. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to blame myself and God for that. <laughs> hey, I put some new shoes on and suddenly everything's right. I said, hey, I put some new shoes on and everybody's smiling. It's so inviting. If so to... before we get to yeah. our listener questions, Padre, how about you read our All 7 Days ad, since that's your podcast anyway? Well, hey, hardcore that's great. That's a great idea. Uh, we answer questions uh, on the All 7 Days podcast, like, does God run out of patience? And how do we bridge the gap between understanding and application of splits, splits, your <laughs> scripture? That's what the Word of Faith guys do. <laughs> that's what it does. How do I deal with my kids like Cody, who may have left the faith and not gotten butt warmers in his car? And how do, does God forget our sin? So you can join that discussion on the All 7 Days podcast where uh, myself and Trevor Montgomery take your questions and answer them like that. And just two guys having a spiritual conversation around topics that matter to you. That's what we're all about. You can subscribe at Apple, Google, Spotify, Overcast. And hit up all7days.com. So, Please do. Uh, listener questions. John came up with the new name for this. We are now calling this section our Inquisition. Well played. <laughs> Very well played. Um, so first one from Brian Morris. Thoughts on spontaneous worship? My thought is really not all that spontaneous because you're still playing chord progressions that... Like, if you, if you see a Bethel song, like the, the music video, it says, with spontaneous, yeah. they're still they're still playing the same progression, and they planned on that. Therefore, oh, yeah. it is not spontaneous. Yeah, it's just it's just the, the worship leader, you know, saying various, you know, various things to, uh, um, to hopefully uh, draw the congregation into a uh, more reflective and... Uh, um, meditative uh, state of mind um, to yep. focus on Christ. You know that is the that is the good that's the good spin that uh, that I think we should shoot for. Um, I mean, we got to keep in mind that um, spontaneous worship, from a musical standpoint, um, you know, Cody, I think you're right. I mean, if you look behind the scenes on a lot of these things, you know, people who will post their in ear mix 
from some of these big churches. I mean, there is a music director calling the shots. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, it's. Chorus I mean, two, exactly. three, four. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And exactly. I think it's, I think it's, and there has to be, or it's just chaos. It, Mm-hmm. Well, we don't, but whatever. Well, um, yeah, but you know where you're going. Yeah, you're exactly. Not yeah, we're not spontaneous. <laughs> but you know, there there are times when you know a pastor will get up, or even our worship leader will be like, "Hey, let's let's do that chorus again." Yeah, or whatever. Uh, do and you I think that like that at Crossroads, we do. Yes, not we, we do a, we do a worship set uh, before the sermon, but then after we come back for a time of response kind of deal, and it is yeah. Just with a click. There's no yep. no backing or anything that's going on with it, and all of that is called by our by mm-hmm. music director. Yeah, and with signals from whoever's handling that transition sure. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's so still not all that spontaneous. It's not all that spontaneous. We know the song, right? But we might. Hey, let's hit the bridge here. Let's go to the chorus. Let's do a verse. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I think in in this sense, spontaneous is more of. You know, let's let's build off and, and kind of keep going here. Um, you know, rather than you know, let's just let's just see what happens. I mean, which I think is what a lot of people assume is, is what it is. Um, but I mean, as musicians ourselves, I mean, we know that that is is not the most practical um, way to do it. I, I think if if there were any uh, category of churches. This just in, Cody didn't silence his phone. Um, <laughs> we it, are there was, professionals mm, here on the Westminster Effects Doxology very, podcast. Very much so. I think if there's any category of churches that um, get closest to the musically spontaneous, honestly, it, it's the um, it's the, like the Southern Gospel House of Praise. Uh, not international house of prayer, like just like praise houses that are that that have these that have also, know, also no pancakes, just for the record. Yeah, Rhodes organs and like you know Victor Wooten uh, copies, you know, playing bass, and they just they just look at each other and know what they're going to do. Like, and, and that is very much spur of the moment, and that stuff is exciting. I mean, think of the James Brown scene from Blues Brothers. You know, it's it, it just goes <laughs> yes. insane. We're on a I mission think, from God. I think that is the closest that you can get to musically spontaneous worship. Yeah, and, and I think I think some of this is is a result of people craving authenticity in the fact that it's spur of the moment. But yeah. authentic and spur of the moment don't necessarily coincide. Like written prayers or whatever, you're like you still prepare for a sermon, right? Mm. You still have written songs. Those aren't yeah. any less authentic. Uh, so I think it's just kind of jumping the shark. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, like, like not to uh, not to switch topics to the um, cessationalist versus continuationalist topic, but. Uh, I mean, next time I blow a bunch of notes in service, I'm just going to call that spontaneous worship, playing in tongues. I'm going to be playing in tongues uh, every time. <laughs> it's it's okay. not wrong. It's jazz. That's yeah. Right. Dude, dude, you forgot that's a capo. It's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't forget to capo. I was feeling it. Man. Was... <laughs> so uh, next question from Scott Hamilton. Thoughts on the new Star Wars trailer? I'm excited. Okay, me too. I'm glad you said that. I'm excited, I, yeah. There, there are a lot of people who aren't. I um, have enjoyed all of the new Star Wars movies, and anybody who says different can just shut up. I've, I've you know, I was talking about scene. I didn't even know. I didn't know there was another Star Wars coming out. So yes, I didn't even December. 
they well, just they got dropped, episode nine. It's well, they just dropped the teaser on Friday, so um, you should go watch it. It's it's pretty cool. I think the people that aren't liking it, and, and this this comes from a conversation I had yesterday with a, a really good friend of mine, um, who really isn't a huge fan of any of the Disney stuff. I he think can shut people, up. Well, I think I think what's going on <clears throat> is the people who 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 don't like the direction it's going um, are the people who read all of the books, played all of the games, yeah. um, who have experienced this extended canon, so to speak, of the Star Wars universe that Disney has essentially disregarded. Um, very much in the same vein of when J.J. Abrams took my beloved Star Trek and uh, jumped the shark by uh, you know, resetting the whole thing. Um, I mean, ultimately, yeah. you just have to treat it as two different storylines. True. And that's okay. It's yeah. all fiction. The, uh, however, I will say really the, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but all that aside, I am excited for the next one. I have, I, I'm like you, I've loved everything that Disney has put out. Um, you know, regardless of whether it's Canon quote or not, it is now cause they bought the rights to it for Pete's sake. Yep. And I never read any of the books. I think I played um, like the, the Dash Rendar games, like the Shadows of the Empire stuff, and I read that Oh, yeah, that, that game was fantastic. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And so that universe is kind of chilling <laughs> over on the side. But uh, I'm not going to spoil the trailer or the, the teaser for anybody, but uh, I'm very, very excited for what happened at the end of yep. that teaser. Yep. So from Brad Speed, if you could have a theological discussion with any historical heretic, who would it be? <laughs> this is kind of along the same lines of who would win in a fight between Knox and Calvin. Yeah. But I think, I think there there are many, many very good uh discussions that could happen. Well name one. Why don't you? Because I don't Keep track of all the dead heretics. <laughs> personally, personally, I would like to sit down with Arius and see what it felt like to be slapped by Nicholas. <laughs> well, that uh, yes, the first the, the recipient of the first true Christmas present. Um, <laughs> like, I I just want to know from a first hand point of view, like where do you where do you get this man like. Like, why are you so adamant uh, about this particular view of the Godhead? Where did you get it? And, and how, what do you think this means? Um, <clears throat> that's, I mean, that's what I would like to do. I'd like to sit down with Arius. I think mine would like to oh, and, and let him know he should change his name because the whole Aryan thing took a different twist in the, uh, in the early uh, 20th century. <laughs> 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 that's true but that's with a y right instead of an i i think spelling somebody had to spell it right to yeah point. yeah uh, regardless <clears throat> um, i think mine would probably be either joseph smith or charles taze ah. russell the uh, for those who are not yes. in the know uh the respective founders of mormonism and the jehovah's witnesses mm. um that would that'd oh. be pretty interesting kind of one of those what were you smoking when you yeah. got this revelation? Kind of yeah, thing. well, everybody knows that Joseph Smith was, uh, he was just trying to uh, acquire women. Like, I mean, really. Well, it worked. Really, it worked. <laughs> but everybody knows it was just about power and women. Um, like, come on. It's obvious, right? 
right? I, I don't get it. I mean, but regardless, he, I held to Kolob for whatever. 36 he, years. I've been trying to keep one woman happy. I can't imagine trying to add more to the mix. <laughs> like, he bamboozled a lot of people. Like, Oh, and he's still I mean, bamboozling a lot of a lot of people. This is the long game, man. Like, I don't know what he had in mind, but I think even he would be like, okay, this got a little out of control. Like, uh, I'm, I'm a bit in over my head. Um, I mean, that's a pretty cool building you built there in Salt Lake City. Don't really know if that's what I had in mind, but uh, okay. <laughs> what, what you got, Padre? Or conversation with a historical heretic you know I, i'm you could let's open it up <sighs> even even living heretics no i you know <laughs> i just uh I, I you know copeland osteen anybody <sighs> at least osteen would smile at you <laughs> listen for him uh no you know i, I just I just don't you know the the ones that I would really want to have a have a conversation with are not famous. They would be the ones that mm. I live close to, like just the hey friend. What are <laughs> Listen, you, what, what are you? <laughs> where did you read this? How did you come up with this idea? And, yeah, but yeah, you know, I think you know to have a conversation with the guys who are on TV and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to make any. I, I just, I just can't believe not having a relationship with those people. Nobody, nobody's saying that we expect to make any headway. We're just saying. Yeah, see that, and that, that, just, that just pulls me right out of it. I, oh, fair you know, enough. Just, I just don't want to do that. Fair enough. So you wouldn't pull the J Dubs into your house like I did. Well, I mean, maybe may, I might do that if they come knocking on my door. If Joe yeah. Osteen knocks on my door, I'll have a conversation. Fair enough. With him, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just not. I'm not gonna. <laughs> so final question from Phil Moses, and we had to censor this, Phil, because this is a family show. Uh, this is specifically for Padre. How do you deal with having Cody as a son? My question is, how is that censored? You can tell me after this. Yeah, show. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> how do I deal with it? Well, I had to move to another state. Another time zone. In another fact. time zone. No, I... Um, so, background on Cody. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Cody <laughs> is a rule follower. That's true. Yet, he yeah. will question every rule. Not wrong. And so, so that's, <laughs> I mean, we if we set a boundary for Cody as a child, he never crossed it. Yet, he would complain about it. For decades. <laughs> Not wrong. Not uh, wrong. So we never had to worry about, we never had to give Cody curfews or anything like that. I mean, Cody bragged about going on a date, being home by 7.30 and only spending $3.95 at Taco Bell. <laughs> yes. Obviously, she wasn't the one. But... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's that's just the kind of uh, it's just the kind of son Cody was. He was bless your heart. I know, but I yeah. mean, we had a great time. I mean, we uh, I mean we're we're still sitting at the place where we played and broke most of our bones, you know, in this in this field yeah. with yeah. Uh, yeah. baseball and football and also that. And, yeah. Uh, Though this is not the place where you famously separated your shoulder. 
is not. So, so we talked last week. Bradley talked about how everybody has to walk on eggshells around me because I'm so injury prone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got that from somebody. Well, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Whether it's separating your shoulder, playing football, but it's just from trying hard, right? That's, yeah, that's I mean, true. That's all it was. I mean, we were or t-boning a Jack Russell on your bike. That also happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was, how many broken ribs was that? Well, that was a, that was a thirty miles an hour on a bicycle, and a, and a Jack Russell jumping out in front of me. And I went over the handlebars, and <laughs> I broke a shoulder blade, and I think it was three or four ribs, and cracked the cartilage on the on the breastbone there. So you had a bad time. It was a bad day. It, it ruined my entire day, and and several after. And the question that I always got was, well, how was the Jack Russell? Uh, he did. He gone. Broke him in half, pretty much. So. <laughs> um, so recommended this week, John. You got anything for us? I do. I've recommended this uh, before, but it was it was very early on, um, and I, I really think this fits into what we were talking about this week. I, I would recommend uh, we pick up uh, a book called The Spirituality of the Cross by Gene Edward Veith. Um, it's a fantastic book. It's a short read, um, kind of a, a pocket book sort of thing, and it really deals with being people of the cross, people uh, with a heart for and after Christ and having that being your motivation and having that be your witness and not, uh, not what we have or, or, or what we do as the first priority. Um, but that in all things we recognize Christ and give glory to him. So spirituality across Gene Edward Veith. You got anything Padre? No. I, I know I just I, kind of sprung this, this on was, you. This was spur of the moment, so I, I really wasn't prepared. It was for spontaneous anything. and authentic. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, how about uh, Baby Wise for raising kids like Cody? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know who wrote that, but I've known some people raise some kids by that book, and they turned out pretty good, including your sister. Also, yeah, that's uh, true. So that kid is not a hellion. Not, not, and eats broccoli and loves it. So, and sleeps. <laughs> lays her down to go to sleep at night and she does so yeah uh so my recommendation i have not had much time to actually read recently but anchor bat company out of greenville um i just got via my coaching stuff our coach's gift this year was a custom fungo bat from anchor bat company here in greenville and it is the best bat i have ever swung and uh you know it's all handmade right here down the it, they actually their shop is like two minutes away from bradley's house and um really good dudes graduated from north greenville which is where i went and uh bless their heart yeah bless their heart um <laughs> they you know christian owned and you know they've got pros swinging some of their bats and uh and they actually had the Today Show in their shop for four days a couple weeks ago. Ooh, so wow. be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, so that's, free that's range, cool. free range, grass fed, all organic. Yeah, free range, <laughs> free range, grass fed, vegan. Uh, so anyway, follow us and comment on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and leave a five star review. You can support the show at Anchor.fm. Uh, 
The first five people who pledge to donate $10 a month for a year get a Piper Drive V2 in return. So thanks to Robert Wood and Justin Setters for being the first two. Nice. Uh, We got three more of those opened up. Also, you can leave us a voicemail with the Anchor app. And if you leave a voicemail with a good enough comment or good enough question, (laughs) you might interact with it. Email us at WestminsterEffects at gmail.com. And make sure you buy pedals at WestminsterEffects.com. I don't know what the outro is. It'll be some kind of demo. Thanks for listening. Today we're going to talk about the 1689 version 2 from Westminster Effects. The 1689 has four controls and a clipping switch. Gain, volume, tone, as well as a knob that will mix your clean in with the dirt. This clean knob is a really cool feature, so check this out. We'll turn it all the way down and take out all of the dirt. Now, we'll turn it all the way up so that all you hear is the dirt and there's no clean signal from the guitar mixed into the output. This is such a great way to dial in exactly the sound that you want. So let's turn the gain down, turn the volume up just a bit, we're going to back off the tone. Now let's turn the gain up, turn the volume down just a bit, and see what we got. 